this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Welcome back to the Joyful Mama Show. We are so glad to have you here listening to us and joining you wherever you are in your living rooms, kitchens, bathrooms, (laughs) cars, sporting events, wherever you might find yourself listening to a podcast. Um, Maybe you're at Walmart or Target or some shopping place like I was today listening to a podcast. Um, We don't have a Target where I live anymore. So now my new place I have to wander on is TJ Maxx or Walmart, that's pretty much my options. The grocery store. (laughs) But we are talking today about why your kids might be struggling. And, you know, there's a vast array of reasons why your child might be struggling with homeschool or just, you know, in general. But specifically, we're going to talk today about the tension we all feel between putting pressure on our kids to help them achieve and help them be self-starters and help them be independent and help them become the person they're supposed to be. And then on the other side of, you know, just relaxing and giving them grace and letting them grow naturally. And there's this tension between living in grace and momentum forward, moving and becoming. So it's like the being and the becoming I feel like are constantly at war with each other. And one of the things Liz and I were talking about is so often it's hard to like discern, am I putting pressure on my child because I feel pressure? I ultimately am stressed or frustrated or anxious about my child's future, about the things on my own plate. Like oftentimes when I'm putting pressure on my child, it's because I am under pressure myself to do or accomplish or become. And it is very hard to come to that place of, well, I'm in a place of just being, so I can let my child be in a place of just being and also push them to become the best version of themselves. Yeah. (laughs) I think this is like the flux and the tension of the whole Christian faith even, and of just being a human, like we always are, we're designed to become better versions of ourselves. That's like what Christ has in mind for us is to become more like him every single day, the process of sanctification. It is hardwired inside of us. And there's also this place that is hardwired inside of us of just wanting to be accepted for where we're at and not have to do, do, do to earn anything or find approval 
or prove to the world or succeed or any of these things. There's a part of us that wants to just be at rest with mm-hmm. the shepherd in the stone waters laying down and not having to do a darn thing. So, yeah. you know, there's that tug of war in our hearts as adults, as, you know, one of the leaders of the family. And then we are, I think, ultimately teaching our kids to grapple with that tug of war themselves. And we kind of hold that rope for them for a long time. So we've got like our own tug of war rope in our hands, each child's tug of war rope in our hands, you know, we're like, be, become, be, become. Um, And then anyone else we're coaching, mentoring, employing, all those people's ropes are kind of in our hands, the tug of war. I want to help this person become, I want to let them just be, (laughs) you know, like there's, it's Mm -hmm. a lot. So we don't necessarily have like all these answers, but we just wanted to talk today and come to you as fellow moms who are every single day grappling with the same, with the same thing that you are. And it comes out in homeschool. It comes out in entrepreneurship. It comes out in marriage. It comes out in all the things. It's so good. Yeah. I, I would love to share a very recent story of me wrestling through this exact thing. And it's funny because I'm realizing the more that we do become like the person who God intended us to be, the more we advance in our calling and just greater responsibility for people and for impact. We are juggling more things. We're impacting more people and therefore the pressure kind of goes up. And so that tension, the tug of war you're talking about, it seems like (laughs) it only intensifies as time goes on. And what's funny is sometimes I'll look at the kids and and this actually is part of the story. And I'll say things like, all you have to think about is school and maybe like an extracurricular activity or a music instrument that you're learning or something like just a couple things. And I compare that to like all the things on my plate (laughs) as an entrepreneur and a mom and a wife. And I'm like, just just do these one or two things. But to them that those are, it's big, it's all relative. (laughs) So it looks from like the 20,000 feet, what we know of life and what's coming in their future and all the responsibilities that can be on a person. It's like, all you have to do is like, read your assignments, do your, do your little chores, do your couple little things, like just do the stuff. (laughs) I I totally lost my patience with one of my kids yesterday and it was really stemming from the pressure that's on me, but it, it came out in a way that was like, can't you just do you, you know? And, and in reality, there, what, there was a situation where she could have taken more initiative and more personal responsibility. What's also true is I hadn't set very clear or not recently reiterated clear expectations. And so it kind of makes sense that she wasn't taking more initiative because she was unclear on what my expectations were. But what came out was, I have this and this and this and this and this on my plate. Can you please just take initiative with your school and, and get that done? What you know to do, just do it. Don't wait for me. Don't um, don't ever use the excuse that you have to wait for me to get started on something. Cause you know, you have a checklist, like you know what to do. 
but she, we had been doing things a certain way and this day was different. And she was expecting it to be like it had been with me sitting down and starting with her and us beginning the day a certain way together. And this particular day I had just a few things come up and I, I couldn't sit down with her right at that moment. So in my mind, I'm like, just, just go, just do it yourself. Just, you know, you know how to read very well. You're totally capable and competent and just do it (laughs) anyway. I, um, I was, I, I lost my patience and I was really frustrated in the moment. And in hindsight, I'm like, gosh, I totally just projected onto her all the pressure that's on me. Some of which would be alleviated if she were doing completely doing her part, but a lot of which is totally out of her control and not things she needs to think about in her little mm. eighth grade life. <laughs> and so I, of course, had to go back to her, ask forgiveness and make it right. Um, but yeah, I find that most of the times that I put pressure on my kids, it's either a fear thing, like a fear of, it used to be early on, I would be fearful of what other people would think about me as a mom if they were behind or they didn't behave well. It was all this like measuring up. And I love that there's this like meme that is being distributed widely among the homeschool mom network of, um, but what if they're behind? And then it says like the caption below says behind whom? Like, we don't have to live up to like common core standards or some certain, they don't have to be reading by a certain age. They learn differently, all those things. So it's not as much that for me now as they're older, like it was when they were in younger years, but um, it's still a lot of times the pressure comes from fear, fear about, can I do all the things that are on my plate to do? Can I manage, you know, spinning all these? (laughs) And then if not, then what are the consequences going to be on everyone else who's impacted by my success or failure in all these different roles and areas? So it's just mm-hmm. a very real thing that I think, like you said, we navigate every single day. And I know just a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how do we measure success? I really do still <laughs> hold to this. Like I hold success for the day and did I not put undue pressure that I'm feeling onto my kids? And was I able to just kind of hold things loosely and with contentment and peace and joy, knowing that as much as each day counts and each moment counts, it's really what matters more than what we got done or what advanced or moved forward on our like list of things to do. What matters the most is the relationship and then just the culture and climate of our homes. And does everyone feel honored and valued and respected? And then, of course, when you blow it, like I did yesterday, all the all the room to model humility and confessing, like just being so real with our kids, like, hey, I've been doing this thing of Jesus following for decades and decades now, and I still blow it. And so when you blow it, it's okay. This is what we do. <laughs> we own it. We Mm -hmm. apologize and we do our best to move forward and not continue making the same mistakes. But yeah, what's it look like for you? Yeah, I think that with my personality, I'm not someone that worries about my kids' futures or that worries, am I doing enough very often? But the stress and the pressure comes out when I am trying to accomplish something like you're just talking about. Like in the moment, I know I have five more tasks 
to do and I want to get them all done. And -and so-and-so is not cooperating or is not doing exactly what I would have wanted them to do in that moment so that Mm -hmm. I can accomplish all the other things that are coming after this thing in front of us. Yes. And I think that's the hardest part for me personally is managing my emotions of feeling stressed to accomplish tasks um, on a day-to-day basis, which is something you're literally faced with every single day. Oh yeah. That never goes away. (laughs) It does not go away. Now, like the big existential questions that might keep people up at night, like, gosh, am I giving my kid what they really need? Are they going to be okay in the future? Are they going to be like able to get jobs and make money? And like, am I doing enough for them? I feel like is a very real fear that I've heard a lot of people talk about that they deal with. Or even I heard a friend the other day say, you know, she's got a teenager and there's only like a few years left of homeschooling. And she's like, gosh, have I given him enough actual skills? Like, have I taught him enough financial literacy <laughs> that like when he, because they're so focused right now on action, on like math that you have to take to get into college, you know, like yeah, geometry and calculus and like these types of things. Like there's also that, like, have I given him enough, like where he knows how to manage money? Like, have we, these like quote unquote lesser skills, like less important to a college, more important to a real life (laughs) skill. And then it's like, okay, how do I fit this in? Like, where am I going to, you know, then there's kind of those questions that start looming of like, wait, have I taught them this thing well enough? Like before they leave the house Um, and I'm not there yet, which is probably why I'm not thinking about a lot of those things. But, you know, I like quickly did a Google search of like, homeschool curriculum, financial literacy, you know, like there's several out there and I'm like, maybe you could just have them watch these videos. <laughs> yeah. Send me that. What'd you find? Cause I probably need it too. <laughs> Cause there's like, there's also that like, oh gosh, I got to teach them that thing. But how do I add that to my plate when I am already maxed out on, you know, what I can handle? Um, and so it's just, it's hard to juggle all those things. And there's a lot of competing thoughts and there's a lot of emotions and we're just feeling them every day. But when I was thinking about you talking about the pressure you feel like, what kind of pressures do you feel? Well, um, we, we just went through a major shift in our family where in this season, I am the, the financial, like sole financial provider right now. And we are working on other streams of income. You know, we've got an Airbnb that we're working really hard to get ready to launch. But until that launches um, and becomes a stream of income, it is a liability. <laughs> mm. and so there's, um, you know, a, my husband felt like totally at peace and like it was time for him to come home from his nine to five job, which I 100% um, backed him in that decision. And it was something we were working towards ever since I started my business. But yeah, there's just right now it's like, it's on my shoulders to provide for all the things. So that's one thing that is, it's kind of like, sometimes I'm thinking about it and like, oh man, I have to, um, you know, it's like a conscious thought. And then I think a lot of the time, even if I'm not thinking about it in terms of 
the bills and like all those things. It's just like a subconscious pressure that's just there. And it's new. So it's like, I haven't really had to think about, you know, for the last several years, it's been um, Dave's job provides for like the necessities and the bills. And then my income, we were able to save some. And then it covered things like Maya's online private school or extra things we were giving into. A lot of it, I would reinvest into my business. Um, But there there was just, uh, we were able to be kind of just not careless, but we didn't have to be super careful either, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now it's yeah. like, oh, we do actually have to be careful because we're in this like season shifting and it's good. But so that's one thing. And then one of my businesses, I'm working on like a new offer and a launch and that's a thing. And then the other business, just managing a team and nurturing relationships and all of that. And then homeschooling, of course. And then launching the Airbnb is just this other thing that's like, we're finishing the basement. And so it's painting. And <laughs> I went to paint yesterday and I got like the first coat done in two, like two of the last rooms we have to paint. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, we primed the ceiling, but we didn't paint the ceiling. Now we need to paint the ceiling. And then I got the ceiling paint on the wall. And then I tried to touch up the ceiling with the, anyway, ended up just like going back and forth between touching up the ceiling, touching up the wall, touching up the ceiling, touching up the wall. And I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm walking away. I'll come back and fix the mess tomorrow. But it's, so it's like all these little things. And then I just recently started also getting back involved in youth ministry. And so I'm leading a small group at the youth group at our church, which I absolutely love. But then that comes with like all these, you know, new relationships and new people. And there's this um, young girl that I've gotten to know the last couple of weeks and she's got a hard life and stuff going on at home. That's like really hard. And I've just really gone deep really quickly with her. Um, Just left that feeling super like, how do I help her? How can I fix you know, like when you just feel like the love of Jesus for someone, like, how can I fix her life? How can I sew into all the things where there's been brokenness and loss? And um, she's just had to endure a lot. And I don't even know, a, but a tiny percentage of her story, but I can tell it's like a lot for a little teenage girl. So then there's that. And it's like, I, how do I, you know, make an impact beyond my family and business and all those things? And <laughs> I literally this morning I was talking to Dave over, you know, coffee this morning, and I'm I was telling him about her, and I said, how do we like this is a legit question? How do we fix generational poverty and substance abuse and depression and people who are living in like such darkness and don't know a way out, don't know there's more, don't know, like they're not exposed to any of the things that are just normal to us. They live in this, like literally a whole other world, like 20 minutes from our house, totally other world. Like, what do we do? We have to fix this. We have to help them. And he, he's just, he's like, I don't know, Liz. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Those are some of the things that are spinning and I'm like, we got to fix it. We got to help this family. We got to, we got to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also our kids and homeschooling and sports. We're in the middle of football season with our boys. So that's a lot too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's just, you know, we all have lots of things. Those are my current things, but um, I feel like one thing I'm learning is like the more things that we're spinning, the more evident it is like we have to be 
grafted in the vine mm-hmm. and we have to be walking in intimacy with the Lord because otherwise it's just, it's just too much to bear, especially mm-hmm. like the heart things. If I don't have like Jesus to, to help even navigate those emotions of just like intense, like, I just want to be a solution, mm-hmm. um, which then brings me back to like, this is why entrepreneurship, this is why we're pursuing financial abundance because how awesome would it be to have accumulated so much wealth, be able to say, you know what, we're we're going to buy you a house across town in a better neighborhood and we're going to help you get a better job and we're going to help, you know, just actually be a solution <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, so anyway, yeah, I digress. I think the, like when you're talking about what pressures you're under, like same for me, like, and I picked up a 20 hour a week steady job. So I'm not working 10 to three, four days a week, but it's immovable and love it. Getting to help an entrepreneur build her business, like loving it. But my kids now go to work with my husband at church. You know, he's a pastor, so they can go to, thank God, they can go to church with him on the days that he's there when I'm working. And, you know, they do homeschool there. Another staff member at our church, like she homeschools. So her kids are up there. She's got four. So there's like my kids and her kids. And sometimes one of the other pastor's kids are up there, which I love. Like there's just kids. And even during the summer, one of the other staff members had his kid up there because he had to bring him to work. So like, there's just all these kids up there playing. And it was just like, this is just what it is. Like everyone has kids and they are part of our life. But then like, even at church this past Sunday, I was, we had this time of prayer and I was just praying for all the things like on my heart. And I, in the morning, you know, when I'm waking up or when I'm laying in bed at night, like praying for just all these people in my life that like this person's going through cancer. My nephew just got to college and like, oh, it's so hard to be away from your family for the first time. And, you know, um, my cousin just lost her mom. And there's just all these things, like all these people on my, that are also like a plate I carry, like I carry weight, I carry their burdens with them. And I was reminded of this word that someone gave me during this retreat. And she said, Sarah, I see you like you have all these little flowers on the ground and all these flowers growing in the ground. They all represent different people that you care about and that you see their hearts and you just have so much um, compassion for them. And like one of them has like a little petal torn and one of them is missing a petal. And like one of them is like not growing right. And she's like, and I see you just being like pointing to each one and then like saying like, Jesus, do you see this flower? Like take care of this flower. And like, basically the whole message I was receiving from that imagery was that I had the ability to see into each person's heart and like what they needed and what I was longing for, for them. And I had just compassion for them. But the whole point was that it was not just my burden to bear. It was my inner, I was like this, like interceding, like just being there and seeing it, not even like praying necessarily, you know, but just saying like, Jesus, take care of this flower. Jesus, would you heal this flower? Like, and putting that burden on him, you know, like sharing it with, it's like, there's like this three-way share of the burden, like their burden, I feel it. And then Jesus ultimately carries it. But I was reminded of it. And I was like, reminded that I was very much internalizing these burdens and they were weighing heavy on me and just there's so much. And I'm like, what can I do for this person? You know, this person 
It's battling this disease. Like there's nothing I can literally do for them, but support them and buy them things. And, you know, like I can't take care of the issue for them. The doctor has to do that or Jesus has to miraculously heal them. I can pray for them, but I cannot intervene. And I feel like that feeling of helplessness, that feeling of like, I wish I could do more. Sometimes I think it's there to actually propel us to action and like propel us to do something. But sometimes there's literally nothing we can do for that person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when it just starts to feel like dogpiling, like, oh my gosh, one Mm -hmm. thing after another, I'm helpless here. And then this is out of my control. And like, there's just so much is out of our control. Then we're under pressure from all the things in our lives and our kids. And it's like, just the, you know, and I keep coming back to the reality that like Jesus cares for us and he is a good father and he's got the whole world in his hands, you know, like, and yes, we are supposed to be his hands and feet, but ultimately it's like that tension between the being and the becoming. There's the tension between being his hands and feet and letting him hold that person. Like, and I feel it every day. And I try to step back into that reality of like, Jesus, you care for this person. Would you help them? just, just come, (laughs) just come to their (laughs) hearts. Like that's all I can pray is just like, just do your thing, comfort them, be with them, teach them, support them, like let them know you. And it is though, like an, I have to, I have to unload the emotional weight to function. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Otherwise I am unable, I start becoming unable to function and there's underlying stress. So like, I feel the stresses on top the stresses that you could name, my job, Mm -hmm. the homeschool, all these things, those are ones I can name. But then like underneath that, there's all these other stressors of things I cannot change. And that is where, like you said, like we just come back to Jesus. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I need you and I, I have to release this to you. And I have to release my kids to you again. And I have to like release my finances to you again. And I have to release just every burden I bear to you again and let you be the leader of my life. And it's the tension between personal responsibility yes, and faith. Yeah. It is the tension that we live in. Yeah. Because we're not always called to be the solution. And there's times where we are able to step in and we've got the provision or we've got the gift or the, the thing, whatever the thing could be. But I think sometimes it really is like just being in the boat with people and saying, like, I see you and you matter and I can't fix this. I can't fix that your child is in the hospital. I can't fix that. But I see you and you matter and you have value and you have worth and I will give you my time. And sometimes that's like in presence and sometimes it's in intercession and they'll never know the time that we invest. But, and sometimes even with our kids, like as my teenagers are starting to go through things like with relationships with friends and boys and all of that, sometimes actually a lot of times when they want to talk through stuff, it's not because they're looking for advice or for me to bring a solution. Sometimes they do ask for advice. But a lot of times, like even just with one of the kids last night, she just needed to cry and just be heard. And then I laid with her till she fell asleep, which I haven't done in a long time, you know, Mm -hmm. probably years. And it was just the presence. And so I feel like when we're feeling that pressure and, and carrying the weight of things, we, I know for me, I think sometimes we undervalue 
how much our our presence means. And really, when we're praying for people and situations and things that are so far out of our control, as we're praying, it's like, man, when you're saying, Jesus, just come. I don't even know what to, to ask for. I don't even know what the solution is. Just be with them. You know, there's times where we can step in that gap and be the hands and feet. And there's times where it's like, Holy Spirit, just surround this person. Let them know your goodness and your love and your presence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more we're letting ourselves even be ministered to by the Lord and his presence, the less we're living in fear and the less we're having those moments of like spaz out. <laughs> I can't see you having spaz out moments, Sarah. You're like, you're good. <laughs> but I have them. And but the more I'm abiding in the Lord and really seeking him, the less that happens and the more, the more myself I feel, I guess. You know, when you're yeah. like funk and it's like this isn't, I'm not acting like the real me. I'm acting like the wrong version, like the the before Jesus <laughs> version <laughs> is coming out again. Oh goodness. yeah. And I think it's like, as we mature too, we are also like growing in discernment of like, even if I have the ability to fix it, am I supposed to, you know, like we could have all the money in the world and Jesus says, no, I don't want you to give that to them. Like that would be bad for them if you did that or, you know, your kids, like, I don't want you to rescue them from this situation. I'm trying to teach them and mold them and grow their character. So there's like, such discernment needed from the Holy Spirit of like, even when I can be the hands and feet in Jesus of Jesus, am I supposed to? Because guess what? Jesus didn't respond to every single need around him. Girl, we were just watching that on The Chosen last night when Matthew's like, Lord, why haven't you healed me? Have you seen that episode? Mm-hmm. And he said, because I trust you. We're all in tears because I trust you. Because if I healed you, you would have that story to tell. There's hundreds more who have that story. Not everyone can carry the weight of wrestling with not being healed and still love me and pursue me and be faithful. And I'm Mm -hmm. trusting because I know you can do that. It's like, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very real part of growing in, in emotional maturity too, because it's emotions that you're carrying. You're carrying emotions about people that you want to fix them and you want to save them. And you know, you can have a savior complex. You're not supposed to save the world. You're supposed to save <laughs> Jesus like gives you people. He gives you assignments and yes, lean into those, but also have discernment. But it's a hard reality to live in a broken world. It's hard really to face the hard. pain of knowing the world is broken. Like that's a burden we can't bear. So I guess my encouragement to any of you listening is if you feel a burden and a pressure that is too hard for you to bear, ask the Lord, are you supposed to be bearing it? <laughs> is this mm-hmm. yours to bear in the first place? And then ask him just to teach you how to ride and live in the tension of faith and waiting and how to give that gift to your kids, because that is the that is what they will live with their entire lives. So one day we will not hold the rope for them anymore of the holding that tension for them. They don't even know it's there yet. So we hold mm-hmm. it for them. One day we will hand it over to them. But I'm just so thankful that like, gosh, I can't imagine having myself as the leader of my own life and knowing like it starts and ends with me. Like I can't mm-hmm. imagine not having Jesus. 
Me either. Me either. I don't know how people face every day. Like, I don't know how they live. I really don't. We've been given such a gift just to have somebody else to take the burden and take our cares and our anxiety and all those things. Mm -hmm. What a gift. Amen. Yeah. Well, I hope that this has been encouraging, even though it's been a little bit heavy, but it's just Mm -hmm. reality. Like this is real life, real talk, what we all deal with on a daily basis. And I hope and pray for each one of you that Jesus would take your burdens and your cares and fill you even more with his spirit and your kids and that you would be able to come up shining and leaning on your beloved. Mm -hmm. So we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts. So do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.